Hello, everyone. My name is Bill Witter, and I'm here with my esteemed colleague, Thomas Jarvis. We are, of course, the amazing duo behind your favorite blog, <laughs> Process for the People, um, where we give our audience and our listeners, well, our readers at this point, content about uh, improving processes in their own corporate sort of jungles. Uh, how are you doing, Thomas? Yeah, I was just saying uh, it's great to join you, Bill. I'm excited to try out this format. We'll see how many uh, how many errors we make in the process. Yeah, I, I think our baseline right now is, can you hear us? Which, uh, <laughs> seems appropriate. Um, yeah. Cool. So, so uh, for those of you who haven't read our blog yet, uh, as, as we go into the podcast world, uh, we post weekly content. Uh, we try to give uh, folks just like you and I um, a, uh, a resource of experiences and uh, advice on how to, to sort of deliver value in, in fun and creative ways. Uh, really, we're all passionate about improving the way we do things in, a, in our day jobs and in our normal lives. And hopefully this podcast is another way to kind of consume that, that uh, experience that Thomas and I love sharing. So for today, uh, again, excuse us for our first um, try into the, uh, the podcast world, but we'd like to just talk about the career journey of a, uh, a process improver, someone that's passionate like us, and some advice that, that Thomas and I have uh, kind of collected over the years that we'd like to share with our, uh, with our audience. Um, does that work, Thomas? Anything I missed? No, this sounds awesome. Yeah, we can yeah. jump in. Okay, so, so the premise here, and, and for, for those of you who are listening, you probably can assume uh, it's not easy a lot of the time to be a process improvement professional, especially if it's not your day job. There's not a lot of, um, it's not a huge industry where that's your core competency that you're working mm. towards and everyone's aligned uh, in, in terms of, of what kind of value and the different activities you would complete as a, as a quote unquote process improver. You're usually part of another industry such as manufacturing or uh, finance or healthcare and you're doing these uh, types of, uh, or you're holding these types of responsibilities, which are not very um, uh, comparable or relatable to, to a lot of what that business or, or industry usually does. So um, with that, uh, a kind of, you know, a backdrop as to, to why we think this is a, an important topic. Um, I'll hand it over to you, Thomas. What, like in your perspective, and obviously you've gone through this for the better part of a decade, uh, why do you think it's difficult um, to, 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 to choose process improvement rather than just, you know, the, the, the core competency of, of a particular company? Yeah, no, I think it's, it's a really good one, right? I think um, from what I've seen, and I, I think we all approach process improvement from a different angle, right? Um, I think there are some few who actually set out at the beginning of their career to, to do that. You know, they, they go and they get a degree in um, process improvement or in organization or um, continuous improvement, right? Um, for a lot of us, I think we kind of come into it sideways, right? Um, and that's, I think, to your point, it's it's very rare that I've that you see someone whose entirety of their role is devoted to process improvement um, outside of a consulting scenario. Um, though I think process improvement touches everyone, and and it's to more of a matter of degrees, whether this is 5% of what you think about during the day or 25% or 80%, right? Um, 
because even if if your core competency is around um, your specific industry, you know we're always thinking about how do we improve it. Um, and so that's where I think it's it's kind of like a, a daunting task to make the leap from yeah. I do this in addition to what else I'm working on to uh, this is everything that I want to focus on. Uh, and there's no real clear line, at least in my experience, where that that kind of cutoff occurs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've always struggled with the um, the desire to do something that that you know folks around us just immediately understood. Um, you know, the, the the regular day job that everyone else is doing, running a team that's you know a core part of the business versus being on the periphery and, and saying, okay, well, how do we actually do this better? So besides like entering into to the uh, quote unquote, the industry and, and sort of non-traditional means, are there, are there other reasons you would point out that um, makes the focus on this, even if it's 5% of your day, mm. a potential sort of career threat? Um, yeah, I think one of the tricky parts, I think, you know, we've discussed this in the past in, in some of our posts and, and just chatting, right, is um, sometimes I think there there can be a, a protection of the status quo in whatever industry you're in and how things you're working. Um, and sometimes improvement doesn't always equate directly to uh, whatever it is that that quarter's main underlying uh, objective is, right? Um and so improving a process sometimes is a longer term uh, move uh, or it's not expressed in as neat uh, metrics that you might be able to, to bring to your board or to your manager for your performance review. Right. And so finding a way to to weave that in and to be able to, to kind of do the correct storytelling to help the data actually showcase what the real benefit of, of your work is, I think, can can be difficult, especially early on in your career when you're you don't yet have maybe the reputation or the kind of the chops to kind of, you know, make these statements and say like, this is, this is kind of what we need to do as a team. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the point in my career where I, where I have enough. To do, <laughs> yeah. So you let me know when that is, uh, is possible. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think very relatable to, to a lot of our usual readership. Um, I, I, another kind of dynamic that I, I'll just point out is, when you're doing something that's different than the the, the rest of uh, the team that you're on, it sort of distances yourself, um, you know, not in a malicious way, but you're, you're not in the kind of detailed regular update meetings that, that potentially the rest of the team are, are kind of swamped with. Um, there's different cadences to, to your work and, and when you speak to your managers and just the mm -hmm. things and conversations that are normal to everyone else. You're kind yeah. of not, uh, depending on the percentage again that you're focused on, you're, you're you're almost not part of the team, but you are part of the team, and I feel like that makes it difficult as well, both from a career perspective, but also a, just a relationship perspective. Definitely, yeah. I think like I don't think you can underline enough like the importance of that, the relationship building and the trust uh, that you create with your colleagues, kind of both um your peers as well as the the people above and below you in, in in kind of a management circle right like you're often asking people to change something about what they're doing or you're you're directly infringing on maybe somebody else's objectives and so uh, making sure people understand where you're coming from and that your your intent really is for the betterment of everybody's daily work and the outcomes of the firm and all of these things right i think that's 
that's baseline. If you don't want to, like, I mean, you've seen uh, Office Space, right? I mean, you don't want to come across as the two Toms who are kind of in there as as Axemen, <laughs> you know, looking at everybody's job under a microscope. Yeah. Um, well, at least at least their work was sponsored. I think <laughs> I think uh, for some some of us, we we wish we could be those guys. Okay, so enough about the the negatives. Let's say uh, this is a leading question, Thomas, oh. but. Um, if it's so difficult, should we even try? Uh, and, and obviously the baseline is we do enjoy this work, but is it worth potentially jeopardizing a career that might go higher um, in terms of level and promotion, pay, um, to focus on you know sort of what could be perceived as passion projects mm. and not real value add? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's a, it's a tricky one to answer because like, we're all coming at this from different angles, right? And, and to your point, right, it's a lot of it comes down to priorities. I don't think it's necessarily an either or in terms of career progression or compensation versus process improvement. But it, I think definitely it is some uh, more often than not a more nuanced line to thread. If you kind of just, you know, pick the, the classic career path or you kind of go down the more well-trodden route, um, which may not include taking some of these risks, um, you know, you may have a more easy or assured path, though that's not necessarily the case either. Um, but I, I think the the reason I think for for me, then at least speaking anecdotally, is you get to really enjoy the journey of getting to those places, right? Like um, I remember early on in my career, I was, I was kind of told uh, in not so many words, if I wanted to make kind of the next big promotion, then I should do what everybody else was doing and kind of pick a large cross-functional project that was international and kind of manage it through a couple different groups and check the classic boxes, right. Where, um, but not really impacting anything on a fundamental level, or I could do this kind of more outlandish, crazy thing that I wanted to do, which was, you know, really the, the continuous improvement lean six Sigma stuff where there wasn't as much of a, of a backing for it already with senior management. And so I would just kind of be in a place where I'd have to prove that this was something worthy of promoting somebody for, right? And uh, I opted to to take that route, right? And with the understanding that even if I didn't make the promotion, I would enjoy my time doing it much more, right? Even though, even if there is a promotion promised in the future, I, I don't think it's worth it at that point. Uh, and better better to, I, I mean, that's one of our, our, our principles, right? Always experiment, mm-hmm. always try to, to figure out what, would move the needle towards improvement and a lot of us forget that that applies to our own careers and our own sort of um personal lives as well yeah i another thing i would say in favor of this is i think you'll find few endeavors that are going to challenge you to grow as much on a like as a personal career basis because of the fact that you're you're oftentimes going into headwinds like it's going to uh, really force you to focus on your understanding of data and the presentation thereof, but also how to handle soft skills and how to be able to understand and empathize with people's needs and wants and to be able to anticipate those. Like, um, I think it really is going to accelerate all of, a lot of those things. So for me, it's it's been a really fun learning journey because of those challenges, right? Which is, it's been kind of one of the draws for me. Yeah, I was just going to say that it, it, it's sort of the question doesn't matter, right? Because I... I don't know about you, but I would never last in a role where, you know, you're 
struggling with the same issues day in and day out with no hope of fixing them, just processing an endless sort of queue of to-dos. Yeah. And it creates such a a rich and diverse resume if you let it, right? Um, And that doesn't mean you're joining a different company every year, but you, you certainly could be moving around to different teams, different functions, because you have uh, a very transferable skill set. Uh, you know, I, I've always believed that you can learn how to execute, but you really need to practice the art of improvement to, to mm. you know, be able to, to be, you know, you can apply that to, to anywhere you go yeah. and, and pair it with the execution. The execution Again, in my view, is the easiest. Yeah. Part. One one caution I usually put out there for folks, um, like this is when I was working with some mentees or um, some people in, in my last uh, job was folks who were looking to get into this area or who were you know trying to maybe start into a company and they're making a, a transition from one area to another. I think you know it's important. I think it's very helpful at least to to lock down some kind of a at least base level credential that you can use to to show that this is something that you have competency in right like when you're when you're starting out you know maybe you have a project that you work on on the side but especially if you're moving into an area where you don't know the stakeholders whether it's a new company or whether it's a new department or whatever um it can be super helpful to get you started on the right foot if you have something that kind of can at least you know speak to your credibility whether that's a certificate or a training or or a degree or something of that nature i don't I don't think it's necessary to have, you know, a PhD or, or anything, but uh, it does, I think, help to have something that you can kind of point to to say, look, like, I'm legit, like, I at least know what I'm talking about in this space. Yeah, I certainly hide behind my certifications. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, and then you have to come out from there, right? Because I think then the, the, the yeah. secondary effect of that is people have seen a lot of folks who come in with some like easily gotten Six Sigma black belt that, you know, they got online somewhere. Right. And so that does dilute that. to some extent, so you, you definitely have to come out of the gate and show that you're more than just a certificate, but that can kind of help you at least like get through that initial resume pile. It, exactly. It helps right. the conversation, yeah. which it, for, for that reason alone, I uh, agree with you should definitely get that. It, it, it helps reduce some of the unknown when you're looking at a stranger's right. you know, resume. Okay, so I think that's a good segue into, uh, I think what would be interesting for folks to hear is, is what our opinion of uh, the different levels of a process improvement professional would look like, uh, provided, or with the assumption that this person wants to do this type of work uh, for the majority of, of their day job, right? So it's not the person that is going to mainly execute and maybe do 10, 15% mm-hmm. of improvement on the side. Someone that really wants to major in this type of work in an organization that, again, is not focused on this type of right. work. So I think you kind of mentioned it uh, from a junior perspective. It's getting involved in projects that are sort of anal- or, you know, uh, tangential to your team, um you know maybe that involves recording requirements or being vocal about pain points just Mm -hmm. kind of having a voice in those types of of forums yeah yeah definitely i think this is one of the i think one of the challenging parts about process improvement is that in a lot of companies it isn't its own defined career path like in some few i think you can find like there's there's a dedicated career track for process improvement or change management um for a lot of them, though, it's it's something a bit looser that you kind of have to define as you're moving forward um, or you kind of morph an existing role into that. So I think that's where 
know, my experience has been, you know, a lot of it is, is the starting that you mentioned. So early in the career, getting involved kind of this as a side hustle and um, then making the pitch that you should spend more of your time on it because you can demonstrate the value of that time. But then once you kind of get into that zone, then I think you're, you're looking at, am I managing a, an individual book of work? Like I'm, I'm looking over a certain production line or a certain um, area versus I'm, I'm more running a, a larger scale operation for either like a whole plan or for a whole product line or a business area. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's not straightforward. Right. And, and if you're looking for a nice sort of sheet on a SharePoint that shows you the exact career expectations per, per level and what, you know, you need to benchmark against, you probably won't see that in your organization for, again, this type of role. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, agree with what you said, Thomas, you kind of have to, you have to be extra sort of assertive and, and, and extra sort of proactive in seeking out this type of work, but the, the execution part always has to come with it. And so it's balancing your time to, right. to do both. Yeah. Cause I think, um, you know, with, with a lot of these things, you do need a balance. You don't want to gain a perception of kind of being the ivory tower guy who's always talking big, but, but not delivering on things. Um, and so that's where you, you do have to look at wherever you currently are. Like, how do you make sure that you're delivering the, the consistent things that are, going to be required and going to be beneficial while infusing into your, your culture of your team or your department, these like more meta feelings around process improvement and continuous improvement, this kind of reverence for data and for analytics and for experimenting, which is really kind of, I think the heart and soul of what it means to be driving process improvement. Right. Absolutely. So, so I think that's a good snapshot of, of, at least what we've seen in our careers. I could I could call what we've done in the past 10, 15 years a career, yeah. all right? Um, and, uh, you know, in summary, it is difficult, but it's it's worth it. It's, uh, it's, you know, just very fulfilling work. And again, in this day and age, no one really expects you to be in the same role or the same company for, for 20, 30, 40 years. So why not take advantage of it? Why not chase something that you really enjoy? and uh and really make it a, a career journey any any other kind of top tips or, or or things to share thomas um i think the the thing for me is i think it's just such a versatile skill set that you can really bolt on to whatever other subject matter expertise that you're in whether it's it's finance or tech or um you know some other industry that you're working through right like um this doesn't have to be something where, and it shouldn't be something where all you know is lean or Six Sigma, right? It's given life and it's given value by how you couple that with your other industry knowledge. And so uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for folks, even if you're not looking to have, you know, process improvement expert be your, your business title to add a lot of enrichment to your company and to your own career and, and enjoyment by engaging in process improvement. Yeah. And, and in reality, uh, it will expedite your career in a lot of ways, maybe ways you uh, were not expecting, but yeah, you know, it, it, it's certainly, it's certainly better than doing the same broken process over and over again and hoping to, <laughs> to somehow make it to that. Yeah, point. certainly. You want to be that, that um, person who's, who's pushing their team, pushing their company to be better, to do better and, and like throwing out those new ideas. Right. And I think process improvement by its nature, puts you into that position. Absolutely. 
So with that, I think, uh, again, good snapshot of, of uh, what, it, what a career uh, means in, in, in the process improvement world and, and how we feel about it. Again, this is our first podcast, so some things to note. We probably have to invest in some <laughs> microphones. And uh, Thomas, if, you, if I cut out your entire segment, you, you know, hopefully- I'll understand if it's just you talking to yourself um, for, yeah. for 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll just say that I, I split, uh, in, in, you know, I didn't know how to split <laughs> correctly. But uh, yeah, I think this was fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the different way in which uh, we're, we're producing our content and we'd love to, to hear more. Um, of what you'd like to hear and obviously continue to come back to the website. We're always posting new blogs, uh, more in-depth detail of some of the things we mentioned here. And, uh, you know, please always reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to, to have a chat and talk more about your own experiences. So, awesome. Do you have a sign? Happy have a sign innovating, guys. Should we, should we have... I stole it. <laughs> Happy innovating. <laughs>